what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. I know you're tired and you ain't sleeping well. Uninspired might be mad as hell. But wherever you are, I hope the high road leads you home again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 54, volume 3 of a special election 2020 edition of Big Fan. My name is Chad East, and I'm not a big fan of politics. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my political stance for the day. Hank, what you got? I didn't know we were doing not big fan, but my name's Hank Imer, and I'm a big fan of invigorating cold showers in the dark during power outages unattended trick-or-treat bags, and watching news reporters scramble to make a story when only 10% of the vote is in. <laughs> so true, so true. Let's start right there, Hank. So as we're, we're coming to you live here, November 4th, the day after Election Day, and also it follows the night that never ended. Let's talk a little bit about last night. So election coverage coming at you from, on every channel, you know, just like you mentioned. 10% of the uh, the votes are in and they're, you know, they're scrambling to make it. It's, it almost seemed like a sporting event in the first quarter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't get a really good idea of what was going on. And then they confuse you. They start talking about electoral votes. They start talking about the popular vote, what they did the year, the four years before, how that number is affected. But you got to take into consideration that more people have gone to the polls. So that's not really a true number because they'd be like, oh, this candidate already has two million votes at this point. Well, there's more voters this time of year. So, I mean, it's just been it was a, I couldn't watch the whole thing. I watched probably I don't know. I, I watched a couple hours of it, but I certainly didn't stay up late like a lot of people. Yeah, so my night consisted of I watched it from 7 to about 10.30 with the girls, and they went to bed. Then I went to bed, and Jennifer and I watched it to 11.30. I fell asleep, but it was on in the background because Jennifer stayed up. She didn't go to sleep. She was enthralled. So I woke up 1.30, no, 12.30, 1.30, checking, you know, any results. Then, you know, sporadically through the night, but the best part of the entire thing, I woke up, got, got a shower, turned on the TV at 7 a.m. to see the host from the CBS Morning Show wearing the exact same outfit that they had on the night before. So they didn't, they must've been in that studio the entire day, entire night, big bags under their eyes. One of them had this yellow dress on that she had wore the previous day, evening and the next day. So anyway, I thought that was a trip. You know, uh, this is their Super Bowl. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Anything special over at your house with the election, buddy? Harris well, asking a bunch of questions on who was winning. There, there are a bunch of questions, but, you know, I think that the one, the interesting thing I will say about my evening is we have a, a student at LR that's become kind of like uh, we've adopted. He plays at LR baseball, and we he comes over for dinner, and we take him out to dinner. We go watch him play, and He's kind of become kind of our surrogate family over at LR. He came over and ate dinner with us last night. And it's amazing to listen. What's He's his 20... name, CJ Hines? Yeah, that's what it is. That's it. <laughs> he, uh, it's amazing to listen to youth 
talk about what their concerns and I'm not getting on youth and not them, not knowing what they're, you know, what they need to vote for or what their beliefs need to be, but it's interesting what's important to them at this point in their life and what they are, their discussions were about and um, what they were voting on. And, you know, he's, he's from New York. So regionally, um, you know, he's grown up in a certain environment and it's just so funny to listen to, um, each one of us probably at different stages in our life. And last night during the election, I got to hear what was important to, uh, to him. And I understood what it was important. And I'm sure in my twenties, I was the same, you know, I was very similar, but, um, not in my forties. And so well, it was just, what was important to a 20 something year old right now. I'm interested. Well, to hear I mean, that. Well, it's a lot of social issues, you know, I mean, you, you know, I think that that's part of it. And as a business owner, you know, too, is like, you know, I, I, if you've had to write payroll and you've had to do all these different things, maybe the economics of it is a little bit more important to you. But if if you haven't been in that world and haven't seen that, then maybe your social issues are at the top of your list. You know, maybe uh, you stand more on abortion. Maybe you stand more on immigration. Maybe you stand more, you know, you know on all these rights. And um, he sits in that corner because that's what's important to him now and not Mm -hmm. to say those aren't important to me but it's just at different stages in your life you you realize hey and we could be in the same party but we look at things we're just looking at the campaign differently and uh, i think that was the biggest thing that i learned last night because you know he was and he was well thought out with you know his discussion points but it's just it was just interesting to have that conversation yep one other interesting thing that i took from last night was uh you know, my kids who I've always known they're pretty smart kids and they're into, you know, they're involved in things and are aware of things. But, man, they know way more than I know about each candidate. They knew, you know, some of the uh, the, the big issues that each candidate stood for. And obviously, I'm, I'm being kind of facetious. I mean, I, I know enough to be dangerous, but they knew way more than I thought they would know. And so, you know, sitting down and having a conversation with them regarding the election was actually enlightening. It was pretty awesome. To uh, you're not you know, going these- to surprise me to tell me that your daughters know more about politics than you. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. They know a lot of, more than me about a lot of things. But anyway, sure. it was it was ha- it was like a real it was a pretty awesome night because I felt like you know just four years ago we were sitting around we'd watch the Lion King and talk about slime and now we're sitting here watching the election, talking about how many electoral votes it's going to take to win, or will, whoever wins Vermont is going to, to put in their pocket. So anyway, it was kind of, you know, a, a coming of age tale, if you will, Hank. Yes, it was. And I, you know, I think it's, I think it's good that they, they get to watch these, you know, I, I, I think the political system is terrible. I think that, you know, I, I just go out there and say that I think that it turns, um, good people, bad, you know, I mean, I, not necessarily, I'm just saying in general, and I, you know, I don't love the political system, but I think that it's good to have our kids to watch this, even though you may see a candidate that may not have uh, the type of character that you want your kid to, you know, embody when they get older, but it's important for them to know um, who's running the country, how, you know, how this system works. Um, but you know, with the way that it's going right now, who knows how the system works? I mean, right. I think, you know, we're just going we might, we might 
still not know who our president is on the next big fan, which is two weeks from now. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking maybe uh, Christmas. We might have a good idea, maybe Christmas Day. Um, but anyway, we'll stay on the politics just for a second. Then I would prefer to move away from it. I hate I hate discussing it. I know it's upon us, but I'm just not good with it. Very, I'm not very good with politics, but I thought this was interesting. So I go to vote yesterday. I've waited till the day of the election to vote, just like I've, I always have in elections past. And it was pretty uh, seamless. There were so many kind volunteers showing, you know, what to do, where to go, how to fill out your circle, all this good stuff. But, you know, when you park your car and you're walking up to the facility to vote, you know, you've got Republican volunteers and Democrat volunteers saying, hey, let me show you this before you go. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, not even thinking, not even thinking about what I was wearing. Right. Because I just wake up in the morning and I just throw on something. Well, I have actually had this coordinate, coordinated, coordinate, uh, like in Boomerang or whatever that movie was. So I had blue shirt with these blue pants, had these real hot kind of new blue shoes and a blue mask, right? I was a matching uh, uh, sign aboard for the Democratic Party. And so I'm walking sure. up and I go by the red folks. You know, they've got their signs and they're looking at me and they kind of give me the stink eye, right? They just give me... They don't even know who I am or who I'm affiliated with. They know nothing of me, but they immediately give me the stink eye. And so I keep going like, good morning, good morning, no comment. Then I go by the blue table and they're like, oh, welcome, brother. Welcome, friend. How are you? Here, take this, uh, take this propaganda. And I'm like, look, I don't want anything from you. Just I'm going in here and I'm going to vote. And then I realized, holy cow. You know, I look like Joe Biden's lost, long, long lost son right now walking into the voting area. So anyway, you know, you can never ch- uh, judge a book by its cover. Um, yeah, because definitely they thought I was rolling with the blue and who knows, maybe I was, you know, but we'll never know because our vote is personal and it's our own. It's our own opinion that we can keep to ourselves and share with the world. That's the great thing. Yeah, about that is a great thing. You know, it's so funny is when I voted, I early voted. And we, we have it at Highland and beside the skate park over there, there's a parking lot, a small parking lot. So I pulled in that side parking lot there. And when I got out of my car, I started walking. You know how there's those hedges, those bush yes. hedges that are right around there? You saw both the Democratic and the uh, Republican <laughs> guy catch eyes with me. And they were sitting there like, they looked like peacocks looking over that thing, uh, trying to figure out a way to get to me. And I was like, man, I, I'm good. I'm good over here. Peace. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. When I left the place, this this old man was kind of telling a story out in the parking lot, and I just happened to listen to him. And he said, like, 30 or 40 years ago, some of those volunteers that would stand out there would have a bottle of whiskey underneath their table, and they would say, come over here. I'll give you a shot if you'll vote for my guy. That's how they used to entice. That's your guy. You know, that's guy. Yeah, that's, that's my guy. I should have been around 40 years ago. Um, but anyway, so, you know, that that's we'll leave it at that. Good luck to the candidates. As you said earlier, Hank, we're not sure who's going to win, who's going to lose. But we know hopefully there will not be mad chaos. Everyone will, you know, uh, keep their heads about them and, you know, to let the best man win. And let's move on and let's get our country moving in the right direction. And hopefully it will. So I'll sure. leave it at that. Hank, do you want to add anything to our political part of our podcast this morning? No, I, I just think. I just hope that a decision is made quickly. Um, it's accepting of the other side, regardless of what it is. And we move on and try to get through these next four years and get to another climate where these uh, these races aren't so um, 
so crazy, but yeah, they are what they are. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So talk to me about Halloween, you know, so Halloween was last weekend. Um, everybody did their own kind of, uh, COVID Halloween extravaganzas, which at my house meant we actually did nothing at all. The girls went to a, a little couple little parties and Jennifer and I just set up the TV outside, made a fire, watched a couple of scary movies. So it was a very odd Halloween for us. Normally there's so much stuff going on in our neighborhood. I mean, you can't, uh, you can't breathe for a second without like people coming over or another trick or treater coming down the street or somebody throwing a smoke bomb at you. I mean, there's always something crazy happening, but this year, you know, no tricks nor treats. It was very, very subdued here in the Hillcrest neighborhood. Hank, how about at your house? Well, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty subdued. We, we just went across the street to Mr. Zagaroli's house and there were a couple of people over there, but we stayed outside. We socially distanced. We, uh, the kids went around and, you know, it was the first year that um, Harris and his buddies kind of went off on their own. You know, every other year you're just walking behind them, checking out what they're doing, sure. letting them go from tree, house to house. And we got up there and they, they were like, hey, we want to go to a couple houses. We're not going to a bunch. And so we were like, all right, go ahead and do it. And so it was Harris, and JB and Max and Banks Lovern, who mm -hmm. is probably listening right now. Yeah. And uh, they went. They went off on their own. And, uh, you know, immediately when I watched those little 11, 12 year old boys run down that, that, uh, driveway, I thought they're getting ready to get in some trouble. <laughs> they get ready to get in some trouble for years and years. And, uh, it just, it was a funny, you know, it's fun to watch it happen. And, but it was kind of quiet. We played some ping pong. We watched a scary movie when we got back home and it was fun, but you know, we are coming off of not having any power. We got our power back on February, I mean, February, Friday at 7 PM. Wow. So we were nervous that we weren't even going to have power on Halloween. So, uh, you know, uh, that's what I was talking about an invigorating cold shower. You know, when we lost it, I guess on Thursday, right? Yeah. No, no, no. On Wednesday, Wednesday, no, Thursday, yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday, that, uh, you know, those few days of cold showers. Thank goodness the temperature has been awesome. I mean, it's been absolutely beautiful, but, uh, you know, I don't think I, uh, I wanted to, to go another couple of uh, days without it. Although it's not, it, you know, it's not like living in the wild West, you know, I don't right. think I want to do it that many days. No, me and cold showers don't mix either brother. That is the worst. I've got to have a damn hot, hot shower. You know, did I tell you, Hank, that I take three showers a day? Have we had this conversation about cleanliness? I don't, think, I don't think I've ever cared to know how many showers you've taken <laughs> each day. Three hot showers a day, Hank. That's what keeps me, you know, my mind sharp and my body in tip-top shape, you know. It's three hot showers a day. So anyway, follow my It's amazing that you, you get any you take, work done. I know you only take a shower every other day. So at least pop into two-shower-a-day kind of uh, mode, and let's, let's, let's get with the 2020s, okay, Hank? All right? Enough. Enough. Okay. So <clears throat> that is really all I have on my list today. You know, Hank, this is going to this podcast. The elections just uh, throw me in a tizzy. I don't know what's coming or going. So lead me here, Hank. Lead me. Take ask me a question or two. Tell me which road we're going down here for the last ten minutes of this podcast, sir. Well, I uh, I appreciate that you uh, you dumping this on my shoulders because yes. the the one thing that I wanted to to ask you about is you know. One of the things that you do and you do quite often is coordinate. You're using the word coordinate from Boomerang. You coordinate mm -hmm. all these things, whether they're tennis matches, whether they're golf tournaments, whether they're um, 
a Ryder Cup for golf games. things, yeah. whether they're mm-hmm. uh, auditions for a band, whatever it may be. <laughs> right. I feel like you're out there coordinating, right? And yes, um, I got an email or a text from you today, and uh, I, I'm starting to realize that anything sports related, there's a party involved. There's got there's going to be something involved that you you're going to make it into an event, and um, I think now we probably didn't get an opportunity to talk about the Masters, seeing that they were postponed because of COVID. But mm-hmm. I'd like to hear what you think is going to be the difference between Augusta coming up with the seventh this Saturday is, is this weekend? No, it's no, no, next, next the week. following weekend. Yes, it's next week. It, it's next week. How is that tournament going to be different? All right. So two major, major things that will happen. First of all, the temperature. And so I checked the average temperature in April and it's 84, let's say 78, I can't remember. But the temperature in November in Augusta is 10 degrees less. All right. So first of all, it will be a little bit colder. The ball won't carry as far. You know, you got some folks instead of uh, short sleeve shirts, you might see some folks in some, some pullovers, who knows, maybe even a toboggan or two, Hank, you know, I know you love to wear the toboggans. You also love the gear. The gear is going to be a little different. The temperature evolves into the gear that the players will wear. But the biggest thing, I think the biggest thing is because of daylight savings time. Now it's going to be really dark. You know, it's going to get dark earlier, which means tea times have to move up. They're even on championship Sunday going to have t- uh, Tea times going off the front and the back for the first time in Masters history to be able to get through all of it on Sunday. Can you imagine? This is crazy. Let's say, and obviously they'll have the leaders that go off the front so that they can play amen corner and all those famous holes like you should. But think about one of the guys, you know, that's kind of starting from the back on Sunday. He's maybe 10 shots out, but he goes on a heater. And he started on 10. And so he takes amen corner and all of them on the front nine, but on the back nine, you know, he's playing holes one through nine and, you know, and, and he's rolling, but, you know, it's not like coming through the normal path of the course when you have those big holes at the end. So anyway, it'll be very interesting. But those are the three big things, the temperature, the gear that the, the cats have to wear and the daylight time and how they'll have to go off a little earlier during the day. We're talking about pro. We're talking about pro athletes here, though, bud. We're talking about pro athletes. So I don't right. give very many excuses to anybody that's going to make a, a a lifetime amount of money in a in a day, so or in a in but a weekend. What if he doesn't like his toboggan, Hank? What if he's uncomfortable wearing a toboggan, Hank? I'm sure somebody else will give him a thousand dollars to wear a different one. You know, yes, I, I don't. don't I, I have like zero it. sympathy. Uh, I have zero sympathy and uh, but you know, those guys better get ready to go out there and play because it's, you know, it's getting ready to happen. And you know what? They better, they better coordinate all their stuff like you were doing, you know, earlier and yes. uh, they may need some help and you know who can help them? Time genie. Time genies. That time. Genies. Well done there, sir. Well done. Yep. It's time genies. You know, time genies are a concierge service in our area that will help with errands and whatever you need to do, whether it's professionally or corporate um, uh, errands that you need to have run. But you can trust them with either or because uh, they've done an amazing job. I know the owner. Uh, she's a wonderful lady, uh, really is dedicated to our community. And if you want to learn more, you can go to www time-genies.com for them to learn more. And if you need to have them pack you for your 
golf tournament, I'm sure that they would do it. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Time Genies, for supporting this wonderful podcast and our wonderful network, The Mesh. Hank, um, I just, I, I'm flipping through this magazine real quick while we're sitting here talking. It's actually the top 30 albums of the last top, or the last 30 years uh, voted on by the Entertainment Weekly crew. Not changing the subject, but let me jump in here real quick. I'm going to go through just a few of these that I know you'll recognize. Some of them I don't recognize, but I know our producer Moose will. So 1990, Public Enemy Fear of a Black Planet. Do you remember that, that CD? Oh. It had like a... I'm trying to remember. The, it was uh, yeah. welcome. Nine one one's a joke. Nine one one. Welcome to the Terra Dome. Yeah, all that stuff. I remember that, it. That thing was that was dope. Ninety one. Nirvana's Nevermind. Of course, we all know that album for sure. Ninety two. This is the year I graduated high school. The Chronic. Dre. The the the, the love um, this album. Probably top three album of all time for me. The Chronic comes out. How wonderful! I'll skip for sure. another. Through here, 95 was Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. I remember that one vividly because I was in college then, and my girlfriend, soon-to-be wife, loved that album a lot. We have Radiohead, 1997, OK Computer. Remember that one? One that's I dear do. to your heart, Hank. I 1998, Lauren Hill, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, still a classic. One of my Even favorites. went to go see her. We saw her in concert a couple years ago just because of that album. Do you recall? We did. We did. What did you think about that concert? I thought it was terrible. <laughs> sucked. I thought it sucked. I thought David Clark Jr. was the the man at the beginning. I wish we would have got there earlier to listen to him. Oh, yeah, and the problem is that she wouldn't play any of her old stuff. She was trying to jam that new stuff down uh, down our throats. But I will tell you, I did love that album. You could put that album on from the front to the back any time of day or night, and you just groove. It is it's fabulous. Whatever you wanted, you could do it. Yep, absolutely. 1999, one that you really loved. I know you wanted to dress up like these guys for Halloween, but the Backstreet Boys, Millennium. 1999, one of Hank's favorites. I I will tell you this right now. I've said it before. I would have sold out and been in a boy band without a doubt. Without a doubt. Who are you talking to? I am boy band number one fan of all of all the world, right? Yeah. So you, I would you sacrifice been... everything just for one day on stage with the Backstreet Boys are in sync. Guys, give me a shot. Give you, me a they shot. would have been like, I would have been like, how'd Chad get on there? Well, he's wearing he's willing to wear the goggles sideways on his head. <laughs> <laughs> he was willing to do frosted tips. That's what it was. Hilarious, hilarious. Um, 2000, D'Angelo's album, Voodoo. That was pretty funky. That was I don't know awesome. if you remember that. It's such a great Heck yeah, album. I remember it. Uh, we'll go 2003. It's Jay-Z, the Black Album. I think he said that was going to be his last album, but he came and did about 10 more. You got Green Day, 2004, American Idiot. Oh, this is a great album. 2006, Amy Winehouse, Back to Black. That was fabulous. Uh, mm-hmm. Kanye's, it was supposed to be his masterpiece. It's called My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy 2010. Do you remember that one? I do. Yeah. Do you? Were you a Kanye fan? I've never been a Kanye fan. Yeah, that album was good, but I do not like him. 2011, Adele's 21. 2012, Hank, you got me on this, dude. Do you remember when Frank Ocean hit with that album Channel Orange? I you do, remember man. That? And I you do. were like, Chad, you have got to listen to this. That thing was fabulous. Uh, let's go 2013. That's that Daft Punk came through. We got 2015, Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly. You also got me on too. Do you remember that one? I do. Yep. Uh, 2017, Lord. 
And we'll jump to 2019 album. Uh, the best album of the year was Billie Eilish, who is my daughter Lucy Rose's favorite artist. And it was a pretty good album. So that gives you a quick 30 year synopsis of the best album albums by Entertainment Weekly. Anything you know, that you, you think got left out, out of there? Well, I, I don't want to, I, I don't think anything got left out, but I will share with our audience. I love how I want to make sure that everybody realizes that I introduced you to much of those bands that were in there. So if I'm your music influence, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. But um, I just wanted to make sure I got it in there. And I don't know. Okay. So our setup is a little bit different today because we're doing this, this recording a little bit different. And Chad and I usually, um, FaceTime, you know, so we can see each other's reactions and everything. And I don't know if anybody else is in it. So I, when, when we did this, I am in my office and I have a lit background and you can see me. Chad looks like he's part of the witness protection program. He made sure that the sun was coming through the window in the back and there's nothing but a silhouette. You look like oh. Dr. Kevorkian over yeah. there. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but next time let's get a little bit more professional with your lighting. I'm the man in the shadows, Hank. I'm the man in the shadows. Look, see, look at this. This is unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. I just need some smoke coming out, like cigarette smoke, put this all around me. But uh, anyway, this is a pretty cool setup. Thank you to the Mesh Network for setting us up remotely uh, so we don't necessarily have to go in the studio as of yet. There will be a time very soon that hopefully we can get in there and Hank, you can see my beautiful face and we can see Moose's ugly mug behind the studio window and do all the stuff like we used to. But until then, we'll keep rocking it remotely. This is a good setup. And uh, yeah, we'll continue to entertain our audience. I did get some complimentary text uh, from two episodes ago, Hank, when we were, we, we actually were uh, describing the different cats at a party, the sports dude, the drunk guy, the business guy. And so many, like two or three people responded that they had been at a party where they saw the exact same folks as we had identified. And uh, they even wanted to add to, you know, there are a couple other personalities that they might run into at a party. I'll review that text and maybe next podcast we can talk about that again. But uh, anyway, two thumbs up for that wonderful segment regarding party people. Okay. Anything else we need to bring to the audience today, Hank? No, I appreciate that. Hello. You know, I think that, um, I think that that special election episode needs to be short and um, short and sweet. We want to make sure that we uh, we leave them with something. I have gone back and, you know, the, I did hear from somebody that they really loved the getting no, uh, to know Chad East. So I think next episode, I'll bring that back to make sure that we don't lose focus on what Chad maybe likes for Christmas, what Chad is looking for in a good bubble bath, what, you know, yeah. all these things we'll try to figure out. Wonderful. It's It's what the world wants to know, Hank. It's what the world wants to know. We'll give it to them. So, guys, please check us out two weeks from now when the big fan comes back, and uh, hopefully we'll have a president and we'll have some conversations about, uh, you know, a very peaceful last two weeks in our country. And uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit more music. We'll talk about which uh, boy band Chad would rather prefer to be in Backstreets or NSYNC and which uh, performer? Is it AJ from Backstreets or is it uh, JC from NSYNC? Isn't it crazy that I know all their names, Hank? Is that a bad thing? Is that a bad no, thing? No, it's, uh, it's uh, sad is what it is. It's sad. <laughs> it truly is sad. It truly is sad. So until then, my friend, I look forward to seeing you soon. Actually, on the tennis courts tonight, Mr. Eimer, I shall see you. And breaking news, breaking news.
it has come to my attention that our world-renowned producer, Mr. Andrew Moose himself, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, Hank, but he is moving to my street. I can go ahead and tell you what that is. That's a bad thing. Listen, it is not going to be good for either one of you, any, either four of you. Yeah, true. Good point. You, you, him, your livers, your, (laughs) your, your late night. I mean, that's the problem is this guy likes music too. Right. So next thing you know, you're going to have a late night. You know what I see in your future? I see a lot of late walks. Yes. From house to house. Yes. Yeah. A lot of late night walks, walking very slowly, very slowly back home. Yes, I can envision that too. But anyway, as soon as you move in, Andrew, we'll have a big uh, welcome to the neighborhood party. Can't wait. I look forward to it. And I can't wait for two weeks to bring another big fan to our wonderful listening audience. Hank, until then, much love and peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.